You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is always at the phone number if you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. Talk a little college football, what you thought about last night. I have a lot to say about that, as I'm sure Dad will as well. And Joe will chime in. And, well, we got some uh, clips from the game last night. And the deal that David Pollock said at halftime, everybody's going crazy about. We'll play that. I didn't think it's that that bad. And he's basically just being honest. Twitter account at locker room one hundred nine at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson one. Email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide one hundred point nine app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If you're going to build it, you want it to last. Uh, against rot, fungal decay. You want to build that deck, pergola, um, something in the backyard, and you want it to last. Then use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I think everybody got plenty of sleep last night. I went to sleep during the fourth quarter and uh didn't even know how they got to 65 because that game was not keeping my attention. Uh, Dad, did you make it for the entire game? Uh, uh, I went to sleep with about two or three minutes to go in the game. Uh, for all of our second-guessers who always enjoy second-guessing the offensive and defensive coordinators at Alabama, uh, you need to go ahead and second-guess the committee in order to have a Ohio State-Georgia final that Michigan should have played Georgia to open and TCU should have played Ohio State. That way you would have had an Ohio State-Georgia final, probably. And uh, for you second-guessers, uh, the committee could be second-guessed on the way they uh, fix the uh, the final four. So uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens in the future when they go to 12 games. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about, except it was a, certainly a blowout and, and just, a, just over whelmed uh, TCU wasn't even a contest uh, from the first five-yard penalty of the first play of the game all the way through. Um, on other things, tomorrow, uh, Hamlin is going to be, it was moved to Buffalo, still in the hospital, still in intensive care, but moved from Cincinnati to Buffalo. We have um, basketball games tonight that certainly we need to mention. South Carolina's at Kentucky, not a great games. Um, they're Eighteen and a half point favorite, I think it is. Florida's at LSU. Uh, LSU, I think, gets one point. Uh, not much there. Auburn uh, is at the Ole Miss, and uh, Ole Miss gets two and a half points. And Vanderbilt is at Tennessee, um, and it's a seventeen and a half point uh, favorite for Tennessee. Uh, tomorrow, there's been one story come out that Alabama will win against. Uh, Arkansas seventy sixty six. Don't Alabama probably be a slight favorite tomorrow? Um, that game will be at six o'clock on ESPN. And then, if you want to 
look a little bit further, the game with LSU on Saturday will be at 3 o'clock. So 6 o'clock tomorrow night for Alabama against a good Arkansas team that can't shoot very well. Have two two guys that have been playing for them out. But um, it'll be a good game then because they had Arkansas. And then the LSU game is at, uh, at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Um, it's interesting for me to kind of look at how things happen with the home and home court and visitors in, in college basketball. We've had 38, 38, 38 SEC games thus far. We have had the visiting team win four times, only four times. So we'll see what happens there. And, um, We've got these four games tonight, and then we'll have the three games tomorrow night. We'll talk about that tomorrow. That's it. All right, uh, several things. All right, one, I think co- it's time for college sports, Joe and Dad, to get back to uh, high school kids being filming as freshmen. If you go four years and you want a red shirt, you play your fifth. But um, – 25-year-olds playing in college athletics, it needs to go away. Now, there's nothing that could have been done about it with the COVID and they're giving everybody extra years, this, that, and the other. So I think the 25-year-olds playing against these 18, 19, 20-year-olds, it's time to – the COVID's over, the masks are up, it's time to put all that – push all that out, let's get college athletics back to the right age uh that being said i do not get this the the narrative about people criticizing stetson bennett or thinking that he is not that good stetson bennett is a baller and why people do not want to give him the proper credit for what he's done the last two years he's phenomenal with his feet last night now his line is great they give him plenty of time i mean he's back there uh, was, I don't even know if well, his jersey got dirty, but uh, Barry, I think one thing that happens there on 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 the your right, Stetson Bennett needs all the credit in the world he can get. But you get no with a three five three, you get no pass rush. You just you just you just don't. You know, you're like if your linebackers don't go in three five three, you got no pass rush. You know, he's all got all day, and he is absolutely true. He is as good as you say he is. I don't know who criticized him, but he's as good as you say he is. Yeah, I mean. Now, will it translate to the NFL? I don't know about that, but that's not what he's played. He's playing college football, and people just don't want to – they don't like him. They say he's cocky. I don't – I mean, he's got to be confident in, to be his size, to be able to play. He's got great feet. He threw the ball unbelievable. That last touchdown he threw in the first half, I mean, he put the ball right on the money. I don't get the criticism of this guy. Uh, to me – the Heisman people got it wrong. This guy should have sure been the Heisman is. Trophy winner. I sure he is. Joe just fell out of it. Why? Why shouldn't he be? He was the best player on the field last night in the biggest game. Uh, he he took a a team against Ohio State. Best player on the field last night was Brock Bowers. He was good. You may be right about that. I ain't gonna argue that one on you. You can throw your hat about that. All right, you're right. I was wrong. Brock Bowers is really good. Uh, but And then I hear Alabama people saying there's nobody that could have beat that Georgia team other than Alabama. Did y'all watch the Ohio State game? Ohio State should have beat them right now. They played great. Yeah. Ohio State played great against them. I'm not an Ohio State fan, but they played great against them. And as I said, if you had an Ohio State-Georgia fan a, team, a game, 
you had a much better game, of course. Uh, people uh, want to second-guess the committee like they do everything else. Yeah, but is Alabama, what, is Alabama better than TCU? Absolutely. Not even a question about that. Did Alabama deserve to be in the playoff? No. You earn it on the field. You play and you earn it. Just, I mean, there'll be somebody in the Super Bowl that maybe there'll be somebody that could have played a better game. Uh, and then I saw some guy say, well, the committee got it wrong. It should have been Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and, um, Who's the third team? Oh, who's the fourth team? Ohio State. Ohio State. Why? TCU just beat Michigan. So if you're going on that logic, how are you even saying that? So yeah, well, Alabama- you, you don't go by all that, man. That's some that's radio talk. Yeah, you, you know we know exactly what, what what came down. If you're if you're not biased, then you know it's just radio talks. All it is. Yeah. Uh, so Alabama's better than TCU, but. They didn't deserve to be there, period. It's just the way it is. And well, say, hey, Barry, you- uh, Barry, you know, if, if Michigan plays a lick and don't, doesn't go for, you know, razzle-dazzle on the goal line, you, you, you don't have that problem. You have Michigan playing them. Yeah. But, but people say there's nobody else in the country that could have beat out, beat Georgia. Ohio State outplayed them. Yeah, they did. Uh, so I don't get that. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. Bring Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Guys, I never said TCU was going to win. I said if they didn't turn the ball over, they had a good chance. Bryce, that was like a middle school team playing against a college team. I I agree with you, but, hey, now that's so we can get on to basketball, guys. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. You know, that's the worst championship game I've ever watched in my life. I got some sleep last night. You got some sleep. Well, yeah, I, I did too. But, you know, I sat up there. My Texan associate called me, and I sat there and watched the whole game while, while I was talking to him. Yeah. But uh, it's, it, I had a good day yesterday. Physical turned out good. Okay. Went to my lawyers, got all that handled. And until I watched the ball game, I had a good day. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. yep. Yeah. Anything Thank else, Bryce? Well, all I know is that uh, Texan Bennett, He's a baller. Uh, I, Just say he's a baller. Know, it, it, Be done with it. He's I'm, I'm going to say, well, well you got to give him his props whether you like him or not. But I was gonna, I'm going to leave you with one thing, Barry. Do you remember watching the movie Dumber and Dumber? Yeah. Well, if you look at that haircut that Jim Carrey had, he looks a lot like him. And I'm going to leave it at that, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. All right, we'll get the break. Uh, I got Tom holding, but I know I've got to give Tom one. I don't want to be sweet. What did you, what did you say? What's his name said at the halftime? I, I didn't catch that. Play David Pollock. What David Pollock said at halftime. Nick Saban's up there on the stage with him. And here's what it's 11 seconds. Play it, Joe. The past couple seasons now, really, they've taken hold of college football. They did an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. This isn't an old football team with a bunch of guys losing. Now, listen. Nick, Coach Saban was looking at him. He said, over the last couple of years, Georgia's taken a hold of college football. And people could not believe. They said he was being, di- that was disrespectful to Coach Saban. Now, people are saying the coach is going to play this in the locker room starting today. And every time they work out, have it playing over and over and over again that Georgia has taken hold of college football. But they have. <laughs> I mean, this, so what, why is that wrong that David Pollock said that with Nick Saban sitting there, Dad? It's just a statement. It's all everybody yeah. makes a statement. It's, it's no, it ain't no big deal. You know, Alabama's got to get their team ready to play with their decision on 
guys at the skill positions, and hopefully they've gotten some transfers that'll help them and, and go from there. That's all you do. You don't, you know, that, that playing that back will, will last for one, two days, and the next day they'll say, get that silly thing off of here. You know, that's right. Yeah, when people say that the the new playoff format will be a failure, that you're wrong, because Alabama would have been in that playoff. So then if you get these teams in the playoff and TCU's not worthy, they'll get knocked out and you'll get it down to a to a really good final four. So it'll actually help the college football play. It won't hurt it because Alabama would have been in it and they would have been one of the best four. They'd have been playing last night, so you would eliminate the TCUs earlier. And so it's not that has people that are saying that have no clue. Well I'll say this Alabama fans are better off Alabama not playing Georgia. <laughs> if you're TCU after, if you do everything that happened, this is a hypothetical, this is a stupid question, but I'll ask you before we get to break. Would you rather not, does that just put a total terrible taste in your mouth about how the season, would you rather not even made it to that game, just you maybe lost at one point, if you known that, if you knew that what was going to happen to you? No, probably not. You probably won't play in a national championship game. You probably, you might, maybe some of them feel that they, they'd rather you know, gotten beat in the final game. It, it, it does put up, it, it really does hurt you some. I don't know whether it affects the recruiting or not, but there were some people who have already decided, decided they were going to go to TCU. So Yeah, that was my other question. If you're one of these Alabama transfers, Joe, who's going to TCU? you got a couple guys, right? Yeah. Do you look at that and say, oof, they're, they're so far behind. I don't know if I want to go there now. Would you think that, Joe? Oh, it, may, it may change it. Yeah. Easy playing time. Quick playing time. <laughs> Quick playing time. Two men in a truck, movers who carry 1330 Martin Road Eats. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205 247 Men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 in front of Sullivan Lumber Company. A log truck and a passenger vehicle have collided. This is up about mile marker 10 on Alabama 171. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. A freezing fog advisory remains in effect for Bibb, Fayette, Green, Hale, Marengo, Perry, Sumter, Tuscaloosa, and Walker counties till 8 this morning. Visibilities can be especially low near bodies of water. Governor Ivey assigned an executive order taking away credit for good time served if a former inmate commits a crime. She says the order sets standards that should increase public safety. Ivey's order was prompted by the murder of a Bibb County Sheriff's deputy by a former inmate out on good time. I'm Don Hartley. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, Protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 64. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 49. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high 69. Thursday, cloudy with rain and strong thunderstorms moving in, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. This is me. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If you're going to build, build it to last. Use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. Bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, morning, Coach. How are y'all? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. <clears throat> I want to make uh, three points, if you don't mind. All right. The first one... Uh, Coach Sanderson said it uh, two years ago, and I was thinking uh, when I was watching the game last night, that comment that he made kept going through my head. And it was, uh, a jackass never won the Kentucky Derby. That's number one. (laughs) Number two is Coach Saban, before the game started, uh, they were up there, yeah, yeah, and back and forth and all like that, which I thought he did a great job last night. Came across funny and and uh, fun to be around and everything like that. I thought he did a great job. But uh, he said this, and, uh, and I thought about this during the game. He said, you know, my concern about this game is TCU matching up with Georgia. Well, uh, guess what? That turned out to be prophetic. And uh, uh, they did not match up. And then the third point I, I, I want to make is: Are y'all have y'all ever been interested in the British royal, the crown, and Queen Elizabeth, and all that kind of stuff? Uh, a little bit, not not a great deal, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you remember now? Don't forget, you stood in uh, yeah. line seven six hours. hours. Yeah, that's disappointing. He got you. Got to turn in your man card when you do that. Punch punch bowl. Yeah, I mean, seven hours to look at a spoon that was given. Bowl was a punch bowl. It was a punch bowl. Point point taken, Tom. Tom, 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 fifty thousand dollars. I am not. I'm not falling for punch bowl. It was a spoon. Either (laughs) one. Turn in your man card. (laughs) Sixty thousand. It is right. My, my third, my third point is: Are you? Hey, do y'all follow Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Yeah, and, a little uh, bit. They they broken away okay, from the family. Well, here, here, there's a parallel to that story and the national championship game. Meghan Markle has as much business being in the royal family as I do, and TCU had as much business being in the national championship game as Alistair High School. Yeah. So. Take that for whatever you want. Who do you blame that on, Michigan? Yeah. Well, if Michigan couldn't beat TCU, then what was Georgia going to do to Michigan? Kill them. <laughs> Georgia was going to kill anybody 
they run up against. Now, my hat's off to C.J. Stroud uh, in the uh, Georgia and Ohio State game, and I thought the whole time that was the national championship game. Tom, can and, I ask and, you a question? If, if I ask this question to Joe, Joe may throw a rock through the studio glass there, and I don't want to get hit by a rock. Okay. Did Stetson Bennett have a better college career than Bryce Young? Absolutely. I think so, too. And I tell you what, the proof is in the freaking pudding. And here's the pudding. The scoreboard. <laughs> the scoreboard. He went undefeated this year. He should have won the Heisman Trophy. That Heisman should be about accomplishment, not about what somebody thinks and thoughts and feelings. And all that kind of, it ought to be about the numbers. And if it, it was, Tessa Bennett be your Heisman winner. I think he was disrespected, and I think it's stupid uh, for people to sit up there and talk about what a bad, you know, who cares if his personality is not something we all like. Sorry about that, Barry. No, I, I mean, Johnny Manziel won the Heisman. What kind of guy was he? Drunk. A drunk? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think Stetson should have won the Heisman. I think he got disrespected. And you can't, I do, too. You can't, you're right. You don't put people in the championship game because of your feelings. You win it on the field. That's right. That's right, Barry. You are so right. It proves, you know, the old saying, I, I got an old saying, not as good as the jackass never won the Kentucky Derby, but it ranks up there, and that is the proof is in the put. One of our other listeners just texted me, all right, Tom, while I got you going, who had a better career, Joe and Tom and Dad? Stetson Bennett or Tim Tebow? Uh, that would oh, be hard for Tim me. They, they were neck and neck. How many championships Tebow uh, win? Two. Did he? Yeah, 06 yeah. and 08. Yeah. But not back-to-back. But not back-to-back, see? It wasn't really the starter in 06. And Tim Tebow wasn't really a good NFL player. Can Stetson Bennett play in the NFL, Tom? I've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Why not? Well, I mean, he could, he'll could. he be a backup or something. Well, that's playing. I, I, I just don't think – well, you know, nowadays, Barry, in the NFL, your quarterback is a franchise guy. You see it every Sunday. Every Sunday. Your quarterback's got to be a franchise guy. He can't be somebody that's like, you know, here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, but but I, I just don't see Stetson being in. Who cares? He's going to be. I mean, uh, my Mama Jan's got a niece that's a cheerleader at Georgia. She, they love Stetson. We got friends of ours, twin girls at Georgia. I mean, this guy's got it made over there. He, he don't have to have the NFL. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta, thank you, Tom. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. All right. Love y'all show. All right. Uh, people are just saying that you just put the SEC teams in because they're in the SEC. You had your chance. Uh, you get an opportunity to be in there. Um, I don't know. Should Coach Saban have gotten mad at what David Pollock said? I know we were at the end of that segment there, Dad. David Pollock didn't. Georgia no, really. has owned college. He didn't say owned, but had a, the hold of college football the last two years. That's fine. I mean, so what? It, it'll fluctuate. Ohio, um, Georgia be out. Ohio State or Michigan will be in. So it might be. It, it fluctuates every two or three years, and it happened to be two years back to back that Georgia was everybody else. The more that Georgia played, it, the, the coaches had a hold of them. 
the coaches worked them really hard. Even on Thursdays of each week, they worked their fannies off. They worked hard, and uh, they they didn't they they went against each other hard. And the coaches get a lot of credit for really, you know, having a mindset with these guys that, that they, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, Georgia had played out Ohio State again. Uh, Ohio State was should have won the game, but did not. And it's that's the way college athletics is. Yeah, I, I, you know, you can't compare the scores. You, you you earn your opportunities on the field. You want to say the SEC is better? Obviously, it's better. Uh, you want to say TCU would not have finished in the top half of the SEC West? Probably not. Uh, but it, it is. What it is, and I think when you get to the twelve team playoff, you'll eliminate these games. And by the time you get down to the final four, it should be a good final four, don't you think? I think it'll help the playoff. It won't hurt it. Yeah. No, it won't hurt it. You know, Michigan should have won the game against if if, if TCU's that bad. You know, you're up and down a lot, and, and Michigan didn't. I don't, I don't think they handled their offense very well. Not just that one play, several times. I just. Uh, I don't know if Michigan wasn't ready to play whether whether he'll leave or not. I don't know, but uh, they could have, if they had beaten them, then we'd have had a better better last game. I'm sure. Uh, do you guys agree with me? It's time to get college back to the correct age. So let's get the, the COVID stuff done now. Let's get all that out of there. Let's quit giving well, these guys going extra. Back on years. Its own. It's going back on its own, pretty much. The COVID's over with, and the, the extra year that you get is, you know, these some of these guys get six and seven years, and it and then college and playing is, is not quite the way it should be so i would say the COVID thing is hopefully it's over with we're going to still continue to see uh people transferring it's just the transfer portal is, is no good and it's just i think just really hurting college football but there are a lot of people who, do, who don't agree so I had some people get mad at me when kirby was there and i kept saying that kirby was closing the gap he was closing the gap on Alabama. Uh, Joe, is it fair to say now the gap that, that Georgia has a gap on Alabama now? The gap is not only closed, that Georgia has a gap on the Crimson Tide at this point. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Objectively, you have to say that two, two titles in a row in the CFP era – it's a, it's a, it's a, it's impressive. And then you look at the. Have you seen Georgia's schedule next year, Barry? I don't think their schedule is hard this year. Is it even easier next year? Oh, Barry, pull it up. It's even <laughs> easier next year. Their non-conference games are UAB. They're uh, Georgia Tech. They're not playing anybody next year. They're, they're, they're uh, the schedule is going to be so. It's going to be right back to them next year. There you go. And Stetson Ben will be the starting quarterback. Uh, first to main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath. Stetson Bennett has a lifetime deal at Georgia, I think. Washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all energy electric efficient appliances. There you get the internet and the direct TP provided right there in your rent, so that's free. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river walk, easy access to downtown Tuscaloosa. It's just right across the bridge, literally like in a minute and a half, you'll be in downtown Tuscaloosa. Five minutes to Bryant-Denny Stadium in the historic district of downtown Northport. They've got a gated community there with security cameras. Call them today for the free tour, 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room when you decide to rent there, and you will. You'll get one month free rent. Go to 1st 
Kevin Kevin Skarbinski's next. List of Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama men's basketball team moved up to number four in this week's AP poll. Alabama forward Brandon Miller has won SEC Freshman of the Week. Former Alabama wide receiver Christian Leary has changed his transfer destination to Georgia Tech. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 in front of Sullivan Lumber Company. A log truck and a passenger vehicle have collided. This is up about mile marker 10 on Alabama 171. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Making a resolution to conquer your foot, knee, hip, or back pain this year? For over 30 years, the Good Feet Store's arch support system has helped people just like you improve performance. Protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash imm sponsored by the alabama department of public health the aba and this station covid19 has disrupted our lives but it won't have the last word we will across alabama thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others find out where you can get the covid vaccine today at alabamaunites.com please get vaccinated If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I'm proud of Tom today, Joe. Tom brought it. He didn't have. He took off his Alabama. He, he took those Alabama glasses off and slung them across the room. I like it. That was real stuff there. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He is the uh, director of communications with the Coach Safely program, writes for the Birmingham Lead and AL.com. Joins us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbanski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. A, l- a little groggy, but uh, glad to be with you guys. Kevin, you could have gone to bed early. I went to bed to start the fourth <laughs> quarter. I was happy about that. Uh, next year, Kevin, we just pulled up Georgia's schedule. They're non-conference games. UT Martin, Ball State. UT Martin and Ball State, UAB and Georgia Tech. Uh, their conference games, uh, the only two games that are even to be close are at Auburn and at Tennessee. 
This Georgia program's here to stay, isn't it, Kevin? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I think they have. Uh, I think they've proven that uh, even even the JV squad, as people were joking, <laughs> uh, got the better of TCU last night when they when they completely cleared the bench and and gave everyone an opportunity to play as they should have done. Uh, you know, when they had the curtain calls, it was that's as thorough a beatdown as as you'll ever see in a championship game. Uh, they were they were dominant from the start every phase of the game and and to think that they did this after losing 15 guys to the NFL draft and then other guys to the portal like Jermaine Burton I wonder how how he's feeling today uh, about his decision to leave Georgia Um, they just they have they have ascended to that place that Alabama has occupied all by itself for a long time and there are now two people in that room, uh, and and Nick Saban has to move over because now he has a true peer in Kirby Smart. Kirby Kirby just graduated from from uh, protege to peer of Nick Saban, and he's the only one Nick Saban has right now. Although it was interesting, Nick Saban seemed to be in an awfully good mood last night at halftime uh, as he was watching all of this unfold. He was laughing and cutting up and. Uh, maybe he feels really, really good about that recruiting class coming in. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are making uh, about what David Pollock said about Georgia having a stronghold of college football or whatever he said over the last couple of years. I mean, Nick Saban, he may let his players hear that in the locker room uh, here in the off season, but what David Pollock said is true. Right, Kevin? There. They're twenty nine and one. <laughs> Come on! They won twenty nine football games the last two years. They and the only loss, of course, was to Alabama in the SEC championship game a year ago. Uh, yeah, they had some close calls. Every championship team does uh, has those games, and and for Georgia, it was certainly at the, the game at Missouri where they trailed for much of the night uh, could have been the game that tripped them up, but. Uh, Look, they you ha, you you have to give them all the credit for what they've done. They didn't go into the portal. They kept uh, they kept guys that they had developed. They relied on guys that they had developed. They're going to send more to the NFL this year, uh, and then the pipeline will continue. The assembly line will continue. Brock Bowers will be back. The the defensive MVP, that safety, who was great against Ohio State made the play of the game against Ohio State when he knocked out Marvin Harrison with that clean hit at the back of the end zone, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They, you know, Kirby understood uh, after working for Nick Saban that the most important thing that a coach does is recruit. Recruit and recruit and recruit some more, and that's what he's done, and that's why Georgia is celebrating a second straight national championship. And you have to say, given the number of games they had to play, the fact that they had to play two playoff games rather than one BCS championship game, that their back-to-back is is the most impressive two-year run uh, I think we may have ever seen. Yep, yep. Do we have an answer uh, at all as to who needs to be in charge of college football? Um, you, you talk about recruiting, which is big, was big for me, uh, and they're cheating like mad in college recruiting. Uh, they're going around the rule, under the rule, over the rule. 
find players. And then the people that have their players not only have to recruit them, they have to re-recruit them to keep them. What, I, I don't know an answer to what uh, Jay Billis seems to know everything. He's the one that stirred it all up. Um, what's the answer to try to, to get – I don't think you can get the cheating out of recruiting – uh, the answer to the whole thing. Uh, somebody that like Nick Saban who can be over college football or some person or some committee, what's the deal there? I think it would benefit the sport if they did have a, a true commissioner who is who would be someone, and Nick's obviously not ready to stop coaching, it seems, but uh, someone like that, someone who truly loves the game, has been involved in it his whole life, wants what's best for the game, understands uh, understands not only the the needs and wants of the Power Five, but but you know the other Group of Five program uh, conferences and programs. You know they're part of this too, and 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 they need the Power Five just like the Power Five needs them uh, because they don't want to play. The Power Five does not want to play nothing but Power Five games, and and so certainly. The vast majority, you know, maybe the Alabamas and Georgias of the world could survive and and continue to thrive that way, but uh, everyone else doesn't want to do that. Not everyone wants to do that. So I I don't know who that individual would be. I I doubt it's going to be the new NCAA president. I don't see what uh, what necessarily uh, what experience he has, what you know, where he's going to draw from to try to figure anything out. It's the it's the Power Five commissioners, the Greg Sankey's who are running the show. And, and it was, it, I, I thought it was encouraging, though, if you saw the uh, the interview Greg Sankey did with The Athletic, where he basically said they've got to do something about this, the December signing period. It's and We've talked about it uh, a number of times, you, you guys and, and myself. That's what's, that has really caused a problem. Once NIL came on board, and NIL, the way it's actually happening, not the way it's written within the rules, as you say, Wimp, the way it's actually happening, which is, yeah, buying players or paying them to come play for you. Uh, with that and the transfer portal, they have to get some sanity. I know you're playing the most important games of the season, and you'll be playing more of them with the playoff. So they have to get rid of the December signing period. they got to figure out whether they're going to have an early signing period, maybe before the season, and then have the February uh, period as well, but they got to get rid of December signing. That's one one concrete thing they can do to make this better. Uh, we're talking with Kevin uh, Skarbansky. Kevin, what is it? Sometimes the narrative now that people don't like Stetson Bennett. Like my wife and her mom, they were at the game, went watching the game with me last night, and they were they can't stand Stetson. I'm, I'm looking I'm like, why do y'all not like Stetson Bennett? Like this kid's a was a walk on. He's he's a baller. He should have won the Heisman. If anybody's got a complaint, it's him. This kid's got tremendous feet. Now, his line is is unbelievable. He's got great receivers, but he made some unbelievable throws last night. I'm almost to the point where I know you can't retire numbers in football because you run out of numbers, but where Georgia makes you retire his jersey. Uh, what is it that make people not like this kid? I don't know. I had that same debate with my older son last night. Now, maybe part of it is because he's a Gator and he doesn't like Georgia as, as a matter of course. But I said, what is it? Why, why do you not like that guy? And he said, well, he's kind of a jerk. 
And I said, what do you mean he's kind of a jerk? He, he, and he played a clip for me from, from, the, uh, play, from the championship day uh, game media day. And some answer he gave about having a chip on his shoulder or how nobody respected him. And I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it. And I said, I, I don't think you're really being fair here. How do you not like that guy? I mean, can you, do, you cannot perform any better in bigger games more often than Stetson Bennett did. I mean, four playoff games, four MVP, most valuable offensive player awards, four victories. Two national championships. Uh, I mean, it is truly a Hollywood story uh, for a former walk-on, and and I know, and I think. Well, one thing my son said. Well, he's he's four years older. He's four or five years older than everybody's playing against. Well, he's not breaking any rules. I mean, he's within yeah. the rules. Uh, you know, so I mean, look, he's he's no bigger than than you know you or I. I mean, he's he's doesn't have incredible physical gifts, but he has a strong strong enough arm. He's faster than you think. He makes great decisions. And, and, and he steps up when you absolutely have to have it. And the Ohio State fourth quarter is the prime example. The Alabama fourth quarter last year in the, in the championship game. I mean, what more does a guy have to do? No, I think he gets all the credit. I think he'll, be, he'll go down on a short list with, uh, with guys like Herschel and uh, maybe Terry Hogue from back in the day, the, the safety uh, he's one of the greatest players in Georgia history, one of the greatest players in SEC history. He's in some ways like uh, Barrett Jones, who's maybe the most decorated Alabama player ever. Uh, Stetson Bennett's going to be on that list, too, just one of the most decorated and accomplished players ever. Did he have a better college career than uh, Bryce Young? You know, I said that. Uh, <laughs> I said that. I said that. To, I said you know what's even more amazing? He won two national championships the two years that Bryce Young was the starter at Alabama. And my son said, that's a journalist. He said, that's a journalist fact. I said, no, <laughs> well, that's, that's a fact a fact. fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fact. It's not a criticism of Bryce Young. No. It's just a fact. And it makes what he accomplished all the more amazing. And of course, it's a team game, and you got to have guys on, on both sides of the ball helping you to, to uh, achieve what Stetson Bennett has achieved. But it's a fact that uh, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen was the starting quarterback at Alabama for the same two years that Stetson Bennett won two national championships. Yes. Go figure. Yes, that. Uh, Alabama basketball is, is playing at a at a national level, no doubt about it. They've been a couple of, of – well, one of the top teams in the country they beat really wasn't a top team. But they play, they're playing at the point – at this point in time, at a, at a high level, uh, going to Arkansas is they're going to be a slight favorite in that game. Arkansas's got they've still got those two kids out, so it'd be a hard game because Arkansas hard to beat it there. But uh, this is a team that if they stay together, which I assume they will, uh, can be probably a five four team. Absolutely, uh, I wrote that. After yeah, the Kentucky did. game <laughs> in, in my piece in the lead, yeah, I mean, and and I, I I think if you look at the roster, if you look at, I mean, they have you know three legitimately strong point guards. They so they don't have to rely on just one guy at that position. They've got incredible length and athleticism, and with that's what your your teams usually had that length. 
uh, that athletic ability, guys who could get up and down the floor, guys who could get up on the backboard, guys who could alter shots, block shots at the defensive end. And remember, they're doing this without Namari Burnett, who's by all accounts their best individual defender, and he will be back in the next couple of weeks, Nato said yesterday. So, uh, And Charles Bediaco has come on and become a force. I mean, he gave Oscar Shibway all kinds of problems. You know, I mean, put it in this perspective, and I know Kentucky is not Kentucky, but Oscar Shibway was the consensus national player of the year ago. And Brandon Miller, in the 47 games that Oscar Shibway's played in the Kentucky uniform, Brandon Miller was the first opposing player to out-rebound him. Shibway had six and Miller had seven. And then three other Alabama guys had six, including Mark Sears, who had a tremendous game. What a great addition he's been bringing him home, the guy from uh, the point guard from Muscle Shoals, who was at Ohio U. Uh, they've got, and, and one thing I like too, they appear to be playing hungry. They still seem to have, have an edge about them, even though they've been praised. They've won these games against quality opponents. No, I think they've got everything that you, they've got future pros on that roster. I think they've got everything you need to compete for a national championship. Now, strange things can happen in March. We all know that. But if they keep working, and if they get healthy and they get Namari Burnett back and he gets well, uh, they're going to be hard to handle in March. And I would not be surprised at all to see them in Houston at the Final Four. Yeah, they'll get a number one seed and they'll play in uh, Birmingham. In any profession that, you have, that you're have, that you in, Kevin, you want to be in the position right now that Nate Oates is in. Uh, he... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas job is open. Other jobs can open. You got an arena that needs to be built. If he says, man, I wish we could get that arena, people will start applying immediate pressure to Greg Byrne. When jobs open, they start immediately saying, let's get this guy a new contract. This guy is uh, has a lot of power right now just based on how he's recruited, how his team's playing. That's what you strive to do, to be in his position right now, don't you? Oh, he holds all the cards. Yes. He, he really does. If they if they continue on this path and they have the kind of season that they've already started to construct, uh, if they win a second SEC championship in three years, uh, how how significant would that be? If they get a, if they get another high seed, maybe a one seed. Alabama's never been a one seed in the tournament. They've been a two seed. When you've had a two seed, they were two, a two seed two years ago. Maybe they break through. They get a one seed for the first time. And and he seems to be aware uh, of his position of power yes. because you know his remarks yesterday about a new arena were. Were I guess you could classify them as subtle. Yes. Uh, maybe they're on the borderline of subtle, not so subtle. Uh, <laughs> the the need for a new arena. He did say, you know, the the it's more about the fans uh, that the you know where they live and work. You know, their facilities, their practice facility. You know, their locker room, uh, their player lounge, all that stuff. He said that's first rate, but but overall, certainly, yeah, they they could. It's it's past time for them to move on from Coleman and build a new building. So yeah, he's in he's in a great position of power. And it made me think, and I don't think Jimmy Sexton's his agent, but it made me think after the game last night when they came back from commercial, who was in the tunnel waiting for Kirby Smart to give him a big embrace? But Jimmy Sexton, who's the only 
person in SEC history who is undefeated in his profession. He's never lost. He's, uh, it, it, you know, he was smart enough to uh, hook up with Nick Saban back in the day and a number of other coaches. And the Kirby's on his roster, and the big, and Jimmy had the biggest grin on his face because uh, he knows Kirby is in that position of power in college football. Uh, along with Nick now, and and Nate, Nate Oates is getting there in basketball. That's for sure. Yeah, I have a friend in in, in Florence that uh, knows his mother and dad real well. They call me the other day to tell me stories about what they've said. Jimmy doesn't go out and try to get people anymore. He doesn't try to go out and get people on the contract. He's got uh, he's got Bryce on the contract for all of his Dr Pepper stuff and all that stuff, which is. I guess four percent of just that. So when you go when you go with the now, not only the coaches and what they some leaving going different places, the players uh, when you get them under contract now, which is not illegal at all, you just <laughs> you not only double, you triple your money. I mean, it's uh, it's unbelievable. He has Bryson. And they named a couple of others and said he was, he's got a phone in each hand. So Remember when people used to say it was a conflict of interest because he represented different coaches in the same conference and they competed against each other? Yeah. And then one guy, even when one of his guys would get fired, he'd, slide, he'd work to slide one of his other guys into that spot. And, and I remember talking to him. I did a big feature on him uh, the summer after Nick Saban got the Alabama job. And sat down with him for a long time up in Memphis. We had a good visit and uh, he shared a lot uh, about his career and his relationships. And, and he, and that was one of the things that was undersold at the time that they, you know, they, he, he and his agency, they represented players too. And, and people said, well, how is that fair? Because you represent the coach and is, is the coach steering players to you? And he said it did not work that way that no coach told his players, Hey, you should now, would they say good things about him if 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 the players asked? Yeah, because he's been great for for Nick and Kirby and, and back in the day Tommy Tuberville and Steve Spurrier and on and on and on. So uh, no, he's got. It, it, has there been a more successful person at what he does in, in connected to SEC football than Jimmy Sexton? Might be hard to find one. Uh, Nick yeah. Saban, of course, is right there, but. But Jimmy's never lost a game. Yeah. <laughs> he wins every. He wins whether his coaches win or whether his coaches lose. And, and the fact you're getting the players on the contract now with a, I, I use Dr. Pepper because that's one of everybody yeah. knows. But while they're in college, these, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. He's, it's, he's doubled his money. Yeah. Coaches and and players now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, Kevin, tell everybody where they can uh, get all your great information. Yeah, you can you can read my my columns twice a week in the lead. Uh, it's you can go to Birmingham Lead L E D E dot com uh, it, to sign up for a subscription. It is a subscription uh, publication, uh, but the price is very reasonable, and you get it. You get a a a solid uh, newspaper every day, if you will, delivered to your in, inbox with great information. Uh, in the sports world and beyond, and I write a piece every Sunday and every Thursday, so check that out. And then, uh, coach safely, uh, you know, we've seen again in the last, in the last week, and what an amazing, uh, miraculous recovery for DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills from his, 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 his uh, cardiac arrest situation. I mean, he had to be revived. He, he, his heart had stopped beating. 
because of a blow to the chest at just the right time to interfere with the electrical impulses uh, from your heart. And we have a module. Uh, now, that was caused by a blow to the chest, but there's also sudden cardiac, sudden cardiac arrest can occur uh, without a blow to the chest. Uh, and it is the number one killer of student athletes. We have a module specifically addressing that. How do you, what are the signs to look for? How do you administer hands-on CPR? How do you use an AED, an automated external defibrillator, if you have one available? And, and not all youth uh, facilities do, uh, but just it's a great education. Uh, you, you coach in the state of Alabama. It's a state law that you take this course, but it also doesn't cost you a penny because of the generous contributions of a lot of people, including the state of Alabama, which contributes to Coach Safely. So uh, I urge you to go to CoachSafely.org, take that course, get that knowledge, keep those kids safe, uh, and we'll all be we'll all be better for it. Thank you, Kevin. Great stuff. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Have a great week. All right. Uh, www.alabama1.org. Look to purchase that vehicle, your dreams. You can go right there uh, on the website. Alabama1.org, go to vehicles. You can uh, apply for the loan and get a quick answer right there, a fast application, competitive rates, and quick decisions of what uh, you're applying there for Alabama 1. If you get those loans, rates can be as low as 2.99%. You can put the terms up to 84 months. I like getting pre-approved before I shop. That helps me when I go on the dealership. I go to Alabama 1 Auto Mall as well. To find a car, they'll find it for you, deliver it right to you as well. Uh, www.alabama1.org. And Dad, before we get to break here, tell them about uh, where you take Sam uh, whenever she needs some help. Well, if you've got a new pet uh, for the holidays, Constant Companion Animal Hospital is the very best. It's the narrows on 280. Uh, they'll give you a half price uh, if you tell them you heard it on our show. 635 Six three five zero three one three. Doctor Scott Foster. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want. We want to thank Jimmy Rain and Yellowwood for bringing you this seven o'clock hour. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. We get back. We'll open up the phone lines. Anybody wants to jump in? Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. And Coach Jack Crow will join us at eight fifteen to break down what he saw last night. Of the beat down. You listen to Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 in front of Sullivan Lumber Company. A log truck and a passenger vehicle have collided. This is up about mile marker 10 on Alabama 171. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and help our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken 
Michigan. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Let me guess. Unknown caller, you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high 69. Thursday, cloudy with rain and strong thunderstorms moving in, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring or... Back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Making a resolution to conquer your foot, knee, hip, or back pain this year? For over 30 years, the Good Feet Store's arch support system has helped people just like you improve performance. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew is my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Norport. Give he and his staff a call for the free estimate. 205-247. I'm sorry. 205-722-9201. I made the switch a couple years ago. Been the best thing I've ever done. Uh, he takes great care of me. He will do the same uh, for you. All right, uh, Dad. If you're uh, Nick Saban, and uh, Joe, you were you were doing the show yesterday. He was on the stage with Pat McAfee. Actually, I think ESPN told Pat McAfee put on a real suit when you're on the real network, and he looked nice, and he did a good job. I, I took him more serious, but then when he went when he went to his field, he put his whatever back on his t-shirt with his. Whatever, but uh, when Coach was out there, Dad, and he watched that in person and saw how well Georgia played, does that worry? No, I don't want to use the word worry. I don't know the word to use it, but is he getting back to his staff down his private plane and getting his staff members in there and saying, guys, we got a lot of work to do. We are we're way behind uh, this team here in Athens, Georgia right now. What I just witnessed last night – uh, we're not playing at that level. Does that does that worry him at all? Does it energize him? Does he talk to his staff about what he maybe sees and what he saw last night by the gap possibly between his program and them, or does he feel like they're close uh, to Georgia? How does he handle what he saw last night with his staff and players? Well, I think I think first of all he's excited about his recruiting 
process. They've done really well in recruiting. Um, you know, always going to miss some, but the ones you've got are supposed to be very good. So I would say that he, in his mind, goes back and says to people up front that, that handle both sides of the, of the football on the offensive-defensive line, we need to get tougher, meaner, um, and, and get back to a lot of things that, that they feel like will make them that way. I do. I agree. I agree with you. Um, skill position people are skill position people, and they have to be taught and helped and, and improved if they can. Be, most of the skill position people are good, but wideouts have not been that good, uh, which is a concern. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think he, I think he gets I think he has a tougher attitude, tougher. I don't know what's any tougher, but uh, an understanding of the toughness that they need on the offensive and defensive line. And I think they, you know, to think that they've had the kind of recruiting here that they've had. If you go by polls, I don't. I'm not a poll guy myself, but uh, if you go by what experts think, uh, you know, you'll know in a couple of years if you got the right people. I, th- I think you're right. I think he'll be come back with a with the toughest with his assistant coaches. I don't know what change he's going to make or what he's, what he's going to do. His, his, um, his player personnel guy, I forgot his name, has gone to North Texas to, so, he could, so he could coach on the field. And he's the one that sort of was in charge of the player personnel, which is huge. You know, you've got to kind of know what, what's going on with each one of your kids and your personnel with your players, and that, that's a big spot there. So I think you're right. He'll, he'll get tougher. Uh, Joe, if you're Nick Saban, uh, do you use this with your team to motivate them for the off season? Uh, what they just what just happened within their league the team they didn't get a chance to play uh, with you guys. It's time to get to work. Uh, we we're way behind. Do you use that as a motivator, I guess, for leading up to the spring game and working in the summer. Was what happened last night a motivator? I don't think you say it, Barry, but I just think you make them feel it. I don't think you say that to them. We got to be like Georgia, crap like that. But I just think that you you feel it in yourself. In yourself, so I should have said. Joe, it's hard not to feel it. It's hard not to feel it when you see sixty-five to seven domination in the, in the national championship game, and everybody can sit here and say, "Oh, they're going to lose a lot of players." Well, they lost a lot of players last year. They're they're the standard right now, and and I think Coach Saban will use it to motivate the guys and keep everybody on edge in the, in, in the springtime. Because uh, because last year, I mean, let's face it, Barry. Last year you had the well, if Jameson Williams and John Matchy doesn't get hurt, which is a fair point, but. But, I mean, we're now two years removed from that, and they now have two titles now. So, yeah, I think he is using their dominance and, and, and really the strong display that they put on last night. Uh, that's our sta- that's the standard we want to get back to, the four quarters, four, uh, every play, down in, down out domination. Yeah, I got people texting me now saying, did you and your dad apologize, saying that TCU shouldn't have been in the Final Four? Guys, that's the least of your worry. You, you play – you play on the field, you earn the opportunity. Yeah, TCU. They, got, they should have been in the Final they Four. They should have been in the Final Four. Are they as good as Alabama? No, they're not. Uh, that's, that's not how you do it. What Alabama, don't, Alabama doesn't need to be worried about TCU. They need to be worried about what's going on over in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, right. right. That, not, TCU is the least of their worries. Yeah, TCU would win the SEC. So what? 
their worries are over in Athens. I don't, I don't want to use the word worries. And, Dad, you're according to you, which you're probably right, LSU will be picked ahead of Alabama. So they got more. They got things to worry about within their own league as far as getting no, back to the, great. I think it's great for LSU to be picked ahead West. I think that's terrific. Yeah. But I'm saying that's the motivator, right? I mean, now yeah. you've always been the top. The top. Everybody's coming after you now. People don't see you as that. So does that help Alabama in their preparation this summer and, and, and heading into, uh, you know, the workouts and all now? Uh, and do you think they – you think Coach Saban – this is just a hypothetical here, guys. Do you think he looks at maybe bringing the energy guy like Scott Cochran back in here that could – that, I'm not saying get rid of the people they have there. I don't know anything about those guys, but bring that energy level back in. A guy that was here when this thing was rolling, that that maybe did some things that you didn't really appreciate after he left. Is that does he look at something like yeah, that? What's, what's Scott Cochran stead over over at George now? Is he is he back ready to go and doing things with him? What's his he's not about? back on the field, Joe. What's he, is he a distant analyst or something off the field? I have no idea. Uh, look him up. See what they got. I had saw him on the sideline last night. Yeah. Do you, would you look at bringing him back? I don't know whether I'd do that or not. I, I think he's, it's just according to how he feels about his people that that work trying to get their team ready to play. I don't know what one of the guys that he got from Indiana has moved on to the pros. And the other one's there. Uh, you know, he may he may test him to see if he can find somebody that he feels like will bring the toughness to him. If, if this guy does it, I'm sure I'm sure the guy he has is very good. So I really I can't answer that because I don't know. Yeah. Uh... You know, they got to look at something, uh, Joe. They got to look there and, and see, all right, do we have enough energy in the building? Are our guys hungry? You got to look at all those things, and then I'm sure he will. And then he'll say, all right, what are we missing? What do we, what well, do we. You know, Georgia gets after him, Barry. Uh, I, I uh, got a couple of friends, you do too, that's over there. It's been over there. They, they get after him uh, without trying to make anybody feel good <laughs> they don't they don't worry about how, what they think they get after them about four days a week they made they they slide a little bit on friday but they go all the way to thursday and they and they get after them pretty hard so uh you know i i think that i think that's a, a thing that coach may feel like that he needs to do is get after them pretty hard monday through thursday yeah no doubt uh Joe, is that something they look at uh, to, to bring something in there that they don't have? Uh, some energy, energy on the sideline. You know, he used to bring the energy on the. I'm not saying him, but anybody there. Is that when coach go, if he, if there are any changes in the staff, does he look to say we got to bring some guys that going to bring energy that are going to have our guys energized? You got to try to hire different than what you got. Uh, is that something they look at uh, when he gets back? Yeah, yeah, I think um, missing Scott Cochran's energy and edge is is, is definitely a factor. Uh, you, you know, you might be you might say that they're yeah, yeah, yeah guy. You got on your nerves a little bit, but they kept the uh, they kept the energy, they kept the edge, the intensity up, and so I think you you kind of have missed that. Uh, I think you've missed that over the last couple of years, and maybe you do need to look at bringing a guy like that, bring bring in uh, Scott Cochran or somebody of that of that type to uh to bring that edge back to the back, back to the program. Yeah, we'll see. Uh coach will have a he'll do something. 
He'll tweak it. I'm sure last night probably energized him even more. I think Dad's right. He's happy about his recruiting class. Uh, is he happy for Kirby, Dad? A guy who worked with him as long as he has, and uh, I don't see, think see, I don't think he's I don't think he's jealous of him. At all. I mean, I really don't. I think he I'm happy for him. I think he's he, he's satisfied that one of his staff members is. Not only helped him win the national championship, but gone on his own and done something. I think he's, I think to some degrees, I don't know where you want to use the word proud, but he's he's certainly, I think he has a good feeling for him. I always have, you know, they wanted to start all that crap, but he got prospects' names off the blackboard. He don't need to get no prospects. Where they, he he learned a lot from him, and I think he feels like that he he's successful because of the way he he was taught and watched and learned. The recruiting process uh, when he's at Alabama, so I don't think he, I think Coach is fine about it. I, yeah. I do. I don't know. Yeah, I think he, I think Coach would do the right thing. He probably went down and found him last night, or he called him and congratulated him. Uh, what else? Well, he, you told, yeah, he told the people exactly what uh, what he was saying at halftime. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to. It's, it's on the internet, but uh, what you know, what he told him about. Third, better be ready the third quarter. He said, uh, "He said I can tell you exactly what he's going to say." He went over what what Kirby was going to say. Uh, you know, I, I, I forgot what all it was, but uh, he was pretty much able to, to say the things that Nick said in the years that they had were playing for a national championship. He was his defense coordinator. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll get to Jack Crow. Royal Cleaners, pick up and delivery. They'll make life easy for you. Give them a call, 205-391-0034. You got a lot of probably beautiful golf shirts for Christmas. Let those guys handle uh, those. It's a busy time of the year. School's starting back. You don't have time to get to the cleaners. If you do, you could drop off at University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give Royal Cleaners a call, 205-391-0034. You list the Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning, Inauguration Day, less than a week away in Montgomery, and that means Tuscaloosa and John Merrill will be vacating his Alabama Secretary of State's office. He's occupied it for two terms. Merrill's proud that a greater percentage of Alabamians are now registered to vote than ever before. Merrill believes he's leaving the Secretary of State's office in good shape for the new Secretary of State, Wes Allen, the son of Cottondale State Senator Gerald Allen. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. Mountain Hartley Town Square Media Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 in front of Sullivan Lumber Company. A log truck and a passenger vehicle have collided. This is up about mile marker 10 on Alabama 171. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. My brother in law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, 
You don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 64. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 49. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high 69. Thursday, cloudy with rain and strong thunderstorms moving in, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100. Welcome back to Inside Locker. Get right up to the Andrew Canifra hotline, Dad. I'll let you bring in the Coach Jack Crow to the show. Well, uh, I was hoping Jack was going to be able to tell us how, how what happened in a close game, but he, he won't be able to. But uh, he's he's up. So I want to ask you a football technical question. All right. I understand. I understand the difference in the, the abilities. I, I know that Georgia's big, strong, physical, tough, and all those things. Does a three five three does that affect your ability to pass rush? They never got two steps, and you may say to me, "Wimp, it was because they got blocked." It, does is that a bad is that a bad alignment trying to rush the passer? It, you know, three five three. You got uh, three linebackers stacked directly directly behind the defensive lineman, and the idea, one of the ideas behind it is. The offensive line uh, could get either one of those people uh, as their responsibility in, in, in blocking a gap or in pass protection, but you got to deal those guys. You got to deal them. I mean, the, the, it's not a it's not a a base defense. It's an alignment that you deploy a lot of variations out of. And I just have to say, uh, they they lost the war early on creating any uncertainty with Georgia about where those people in that yeah. stack were going. They knew where they were going. I don't know if they had, you know, watched enough film or, you know, they tipped it, but there was no uncertainty about the the two people stacked over the nose or the two people stacked um, uh, over the tackles. Uh, you know, as a rule, those two linebackers, Threaten a lot. Uh, sometimes the two outside linebackers will step out of there and be off in coverage. Uh, it's just where is their responsibility when the ball is snapped? Which is the basis of blocking them? And all of that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. More yeah, than there I, I, is. Uh, in the spray. Yeah, Jack, I thought that they reversed them a lot. They, I don't know anything about football, but they they went right and came back left. They went left and came back right. They reversed them a lot. Was very very effective reversing them a lot. They 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 did a lot of gap blocking, which means we're we're going to block this hole. Whichever one of you comes, you know that's that's who we got. Okay, that's the and, guy you got. Okay, yes, yeah, the guy you got, and it usually doesn't hold up against zone blocking. But when you when you truly gap block, 
when you say reverse, usually when you when you start one way and go the other way, you're creating the offensive line in a, in, a, uh, in gaps. They're actually blocking the inside gap, and it, a lot of times it has pullers going back the other way, and um, they just pin them. They pin them every time. I mean, they and and once you're lined up like that, and you realize that you have to have you have to create some uncertainty and you're lined up right there and you're looking at those guys' eyes and you realize they have no uncertainty, <laughs> it'll take the edge off of you. Yeah. And and so I you know, I, I just didn't think the defense was able to deploy in any way uh that the that the Georgia blocking schemes weren't weren't ahead of them. It was like they were sitting there waiting for them. Yeah. Okay, but I know Barry's going to talk you about Stetson Bennett. Go ahead, Barry. Well, before I do that, uh, Coach Saban was obviously out there, uh, you know, and he should be. He's been in this game, so he had a lot to bring to the telecast. Uh, that's a long flight back from L.A., Coach. Uh, does this game that he watched last night, does that energize him to get back to his staff and say, guys, and to his players and say, we're way away from what George is doing right now. We got to get better. Is this going to energize Coach Saban? What he saw? Uh, I'll use the word again. I'll use the word again. If there was any uncertainty uh, about where Georgia is and how you get there, and there was any doubt in his mind, he could he he would maybe come back, you know, and, and represent that. Yeah, I, good point. But honestly, I thought he smiled at at times where he he was completely comfortable. With what he, he he probably could have called it what was going to happen. I know they didn't. You know, it wasn't you know wasn't in his position to actually just say exactly what he thought while he was sitting there. But my my guess with 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 Coach Saban is he's had an Alabama team at the very same place this one is. You know, uh, Georgia has gotten to a place they've never been before. Alabama's been there. He's he's not coming back on that plane with any uncertainty or doubt. If anything, he's coming back with more certainty. I'm sure. Uh, I don't I don't think it'll do any more than light his fire. To be honest with you, as long as he's as long as he's comfortable with his coaches and yeah. and the players and and what he's got to work with, uh, I think he he better than anybody else and only him knows how far his his team is right now from from representing what was on that field, which was dominance. I mean, that was dominant. And and um, despite what it looks like sometimes, Alabama's not that far away. I mean, they, they are a ways, and, it, and it's not an easy distance to close. Uh, and there are questions like quarterback. What quarterback has been more questioned than Stetson Bennett ever, ever? Uh, by his own people, and I, I'm sure, you know, Nick's going to have to go through that. Uh, does he have a, you know, that guy? Who knows? He's probably got a pretty good idea, but even he doesn't know to get out there in spring training. But no, I, I think flew flew back, chomping at the bits to get back and get going. As long as he's satisfied with his coaching staff. Yeah. Jack, I think I think uh, if anybody prepared and had good personnel for Georgia, it was certainly Ohio State. The guy can yeah. coach. They they worked very hard and prepared. You you can uh, one point loss is a tough tough way to go. But I thought Ohio State, and I'm not big on Ohio State 
I don't know them that much, but I just think that they were they know what they were doing, and they're they may not be Georgia, but they're close. <laughs> well, I think we know who all the people are that show up at the top of the top five in recruiting every year. TCU isn't one of one of them. Yeah. Um, but but we we know who they are, who they can be. We know about the majority of them are in the South and live right here in our backyard. But but we know Southern Cal has shown and Oklahoma has shown and uh, Ohio State has shown uh, the ability to be you know in 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 that place in that sphere. And once you get below the people that can can operate in the four and five star valuation places and still have enough, um, I guess, independence from uh, to to find the Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, to find the guys that can play, not totally rely on that, but just rely on your own understanding of what it takes to be successful in your program. Uh, but but. You know, after the after seven eight teams, the rest of the country is sort of shut off from that. Yeah, the teams they they they're they're basically sort of shut off for that because of resources or or brand or for some reason. And and TCU has never recruited. I mean, head up recruiting against Georgia, recruiting against Alabama, recruiting against Florida, recruiting against Ohio State. They're not going to win that battle. No. Uh, we're talking with uh, Coach Jack Crow, and I hear people now, Coach, come back after the fact and say, "Oh, the committee got it wrong." No, they didn't. You earned it on the field. You earned your your opportunities on the field. Is Alabama better than TCU? Yeah, but did Alabama yeah. deserve to be in the in the top, in the final four? No, they're better than right. TCU. You earn it on the field. You just don't give it to them because of what you think. Uh, don't right. you have to win games and, and put yourself in position to be in the final four? Yeah, and 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 you know Alabama had a couple of games. I say a couple. I don't know how many. They they had a game or so that if they turned around the next day and played them, there 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 may have been a different result. Actually, sure. they they were that goddamn close. Uh, TCU won everything. Uh, I mean, they they were lightning in a bottle. You know, it just happens. Everything. And and then they show up and they got no lightning and they look as average. They look like they're from a you know a place where you can't recruit as good of players as you can in the in the in the southeast. Uh, and that that's what they look like and and that that's the result we got from it. Coach, can you see a scenario? Uh, you know, coaches are human. Uh, they, they try to block off the outside noise, but you know it, it gets in. Uh, and eventually you get tired of it. Could you see a scenario where a Pete Goldie would just say, you know what, I'm just tired of all the negativity. I can never do anything right for these people. I'm, I want to get my family away from that, where he would maybe pick up and go to an Ole Miss or go to a Texas and leave Alabama just because you, you get – eventually you just get sick of it. Well, I think you have those thoughts. Um, but I think it's what you're you – know, what, what, what basically drove you to be there in the first place. Uh, because you wanted to coach the best against the best, and and to accept a, accept that that it has left you, I don't know. I don't. I think you know that, that that'd be that'd be the kind of thing where maybe you're about to lose your family. Yeah, now, that causes 
You know, that that caused you to think differently. Sure. But as long, I mean, every one of those guys has to have support. The head coach has to have total support of those assistant coaches. Those assistant coaches got to have support, support too now. And most of the time it's in their own homes with their families, their wife first and, and their children. And if everything is okay at home, uh, I, I can't see these guys changing their spots. Um, they, they may think it. They probably do. They may think it a lot. But they're being compensated and recognized in a way that, that really is who they are. They don't, want to, they don't really want to live, live differently unless, unless that life's not good for their families. Yeah. Uh, Auburn has, has, has made a change, uh, I think, in recruiting is, is a priority more so. And they're going to be better. LSU's going, I, I think I'm hoping LSU's going to be uh, picked o- over Alabama next year to win the West. That'll, that'll help Alabama if they are. <laughs> but Auburn is, they made probably the right move in, in what they did. Um, players players win games, not not uh, that, that's who win games, not coaches. Uh, comment on your feelings about the Auburn situation. Well, I think it's a definitely an upgrade. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, is there, you know, is there sovereignty? Because yeah. uh, it's not just him. I mean, is there? and alignment with all the pieces where either because the AD puts it together for him uh, or allows him to, you know, to, to carry a big stick yeah, uh, to where, and I, I guess I've said this before, but, but every coach in, in this world has got to have 100% control over the, over the, Everything that touches that athlete, that football player, yep. and that means strength and conditioning. That means academics. That means compliance, uh, nutrition, uh, academic support. Um, you know, Alabama, obviously, Georgia, obviously, Florida's got that. LSU's got that. You know, if Auburn gets that with with. Um, uh, with you, uh, they'll be playing. They'll be playing in the same domain. That is not. <laughs> I wouldn't assume that. I think that's that's been very difficult in the tradition of of the way the president is managed, the athletic director, and the way the athletic director has managed the uh, the sports. That that day left when Pat died left. I mean, they yeah. haven't been there since then. Yeah. And uh, but we, there is a new president there who who likes to use the word bold. And I'm I'm I could see I could see them being bold enough because you got an athletic director used to coach. Now that means something too. Yeah. I mean, he knows. Um, you know, and Mile Moore is the one that that allowed that engine and, and followed by Bill Battle. I mean, those, those are two players, coaches, players. They knew what it take to control that environment. And, and if, and if this athletic director and this president have given Hugh freeze, uh, you know, just control of his own domain, you know, no surprises that a player walks in the hall and sits down 
And, and, and nothing that happened in his day is going to surprise the head coach when, when they discuss something. Or if he does, he can pick up the phone and change it. One phone call right now. And, and um, you know, that, that went away when Pat went away at Auburn. Tommy struggled to get it back and got it back because he spent didn't spend a lot of time coaching X's and O's. He just spent a lot of time fighting those wars and establishing and protecting his domain down there. Yeah. Then it went away, and Gus didn't really want to have much to do with it, to be honest with you. And then you got somebody, though, like like I'm perceiving at Florida, who they gave it all to, but you still got to be the kind of person that can manage all that. Yeah. Like at Texas A&M, you, you can't know where every one of those plays were put on the card and why they were put on the card and run that kind of organization. If you're running that organization, you're managing 100 people, not just the guys that coach at practice. And, and you know, I heard Hugh Freeze say it. I think he's smart enough to figure it out. If he's going to rebuild that domain where there's sovereignty that all comes back to, to him, it ain't going to be no play-calling dude out there. And he said it in the original press conference. He said, I'm – Strongly considering, uh, reconsidering whether I'm going to call plays or not. I mean, that, re- that requires about 60% of your time during the season being shut up in a room with a video running. Yeah. You know how much you can miss doing that? <laughs> I heard, uh, I want you guys to comment on this. Uh, Tony Bennett's the coach at Virginia basketball. His Dad, Dick Bennett, was a great coach at Wisconsin. And when he took the Virginia job, he said that Dick Bennett's advice was to him, when you hire a staff, hire some hire a staff that's going to be loyal to you while you're losing and building that program up. You better find some guys that are going to get in the foxhole with you when, when it's going bad because it's going to go bad early. I thought that was probably pretty good advice from old dad to find you a staff that's going to be loyal to you why you're losing. That's hard to do, isn't it, Coach? It really is, and that's why that's why you see a lot of people always hire back to their background because they know the person. Because loyalty now is, a, you know, in a highly competitive profession like coaching, it's not the natural thing at all. But if you, if you, you know, if you know somebody and you know them, they were, you know, a GA for, for you somewhere – or maybe your best friend had them and can tell you just what the what the character of the person is, you know, because loyalty is a, is a is a characteristic of a certain kind of person. Uh, you hope you have it in your in your wife, number one. So you hope you understand what it looks like, uh, but not yes. Excuse my French. Hell yes on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dad, any comment on that? I thought that was pretty good advice. Yeah. I think anytime your dad can give you help without talk, without trying to get into your ex's nose, I don't get, to, I've got three sons to coach. I don't get into your ex's nose. They don't ask me to, and I don't. So they do what, what I guess what that leads to. me to this. Uh, and I, I is with this current situation of what went down at Tennessee. And where he is now and still waiting on the NCAA stuff to come in, is, is a guy like Jeremy Pruitt even hireable 
anywhere right now, uh, Coach Crow? I think there are, you know, depends on what has his name on it. You know, if, if, if it basically came back to him in his position, not administratively, you know, keeping his people in line, then he's not going to be the head coach. If he were to go be a defensive coordinator somewhere, then, then, then you're, you know, he, he shouldn't be restrained from doing that. Now, if he personally uh, made decisions, uh, knowingly violated uh, uh, NCAA rules, um, not in the gray area. I mean, knowingly, this is this is black. Um, then, yeah, I, I think he. I don't think he'd be coaching. Uh, very few yeah. places, the president. You know, let him coach or it's. There's always that, oh, give him a certain amount of time. You know, okay, he's had three years, and I don't know what it's been, but are those years significant enough? Yeah. And that's up to a discussion between the commissioner of the conference, the NCAA, and the president of the university. Uh, Jack, do we, does college football need fixing as far as a commissioner Ooh. that runs shows? We, we're going to have cheating behind the scenes. we got it right now. And it's, yeah. it's 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 illegal cheating is what it is. It, it, does college football need fixing? Can it be fixed, or does it need fixing? You know, I, I think it tax returned. Uh, <laughs> you know, how many of them are completely black and white? How many of them are just full of gray? And uh, all the laws that don't particularly match up with each other. Um, uh, I don't think you can can make a bl- black and white environment for uh, regulating college football. Um, you know the, the 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 home office of the NCAA uh, ever since about 1990 has tried to put it on the commissioners to regulate what's right and wrong in their in their conferences because they couldn't they couldn't create a centralized unit that could go out there. And, yeah. and define what was right or wrong because that centralized unit broke more laws than the damn people they were trying to catch. Yeah. Uh, you ever want me to write that book? I'll write it. I mean, they they were as compromised as the damn people they were trying to catch. Yeah. And yeah. so, what can a conference do? Uh, a conference can do a lot, uh, and there's a lot that needs to be done. Fixed? Uh, no. I, it ain't never been fixed. I mean, you and I don't, I don't know when your initial starting point was in coaching. Mine was college coaching. Mine was 1973. I, I've always seen gray all over the place. And when it comes to gray now, it's like, do you drive 55 in a 55? No, I don't. <laughs> I think Saban drives 70 in a 55. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lastly, coach, uh, you know, I don't like 25-year-olds playing in college football. I'm hoping that uh, the COVID stuff will be out now and we get it back into where the freshmen come in their freshmen. If you want a redshirt year, then you can play your fifth year. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, is that a, How much of an advantage was that for Stetson Bennett? And people try to find all the negative about the guy. I thought the guy was incredible uh in these playoffs i mean that drive he had against ohio state was incredible some of the throws he made last night were incredible what am i missing why do people 
want to criticize this guy and act like he's not that good. He's got great feet. He throws the ball well. He's smart. What am I missing here? Is there is there any problem with Stetson Bennett other than being 25? There ain't no problem with Stetson Bennett, except he's only one. He's only on one team. Yeah, because most of the people that are that are that are after his case are just. I mean, they just they just anti Georgia. You know, I was talking to uh, a guy that don't get any names here, but a guy that runs a high school association uh, uh, in Georgia yesterday. We were talking about the coach safely and, and some legislation were getting passed over and we ate any, anything yesterday came came about the game and when you when you hear georgia people talk they you know they it will it will make you be against them if you're not for them because they will draw a line it's the same way with a quarterback i mean uh you know I, I think i've said this on the show before but but auburn's in in the locker room, Auburn's number one uh, uh, rival is, is Georgia. It's not Alabama, and, I, and I've, I've said this before. And I I think me for for some Tennessees like that at Alabama, but there's just something about Georgia you just want to <laughs> you want to teach them, uh, you know. And I think that falls on, on I think that falls on on Stetson. I think that. You know he's not out there to win a contest. Listen, I think the the guy's amazing. Personally, I mean, if they were to vote right now, you'd win the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. A walk on, a walk on, winning the Heisman. When's the last time that one happened? Yeah. But if they voted today, you'd win the Heisman. Why don't they wait till all the games are over and then vote? I never have understood that. What's the rush? <laughs> I think they have to get it out of the way for Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just the media part of it. I have no idea to answer your question, though. Yeah. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Uh, great stuff right. as appreciate always. It. Thank you always very much. Always great. Hey, Thank you. Y'all are the best, man. I'm here if you ever want to talk about something. Y'all hope all goes good. Thank hey, you. Thank enjoy you. that basketball team. Thank you. All right. Take care. See you. All right. All right, Dad. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince, Clubber, and Hayes. Well, Prince, Clubber, and Hayes at 345 or attorneys that you can trust and attorneys that have been successful. You may feel like that you've been wronged and you're going to go after somebody or if somebody's wronged you and they're coming after you. Whatever it might be, all you have to do is visit with them on the telephone, talk to them about the problem that you have, go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them, and I think that you'll find that uh, uh, these people have, have been successful and they can be successful for you. Three four five one two three four, Prince Glover and Hayes. And while I'm doing things like this, I, I will just go ahead and mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital. Half price on that new animal that you got for Christmas, or the old one that you have for a long time. If you tell them that you heard on our show, six three five zero three one three six three five. Zero three one three. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over one hundred thousand customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since nineteen seventy three. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protects those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, get sixty dollars off that initial pest control service. Eight six six Wayne's one eight six six. Wayne's one. That's the tide. 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Who's your boy? 
This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama men's basketball team moved up to number four in this week's AP poll. Alabama forward Brandon Miller has won SEC Freshman of the Week. Former Alabama wide receiver Christian Leary has changed his transfer destination to Georgia Tech. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 in front of Sullivan Lumber Company. A log truck and a passenger vehicle have collided. This is up about mile marker 10 on Alabama 171. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation by the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality legal services performance. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 64. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 49. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high 69. Thursday, cloudy with rain and strong thunderstorms moving in, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Looking. First of Main Condos out in the historic district of downtown Norport. I was down there Friday. That area is beautiful at night. You got the lights going across the street. Uh, you got the great place to shop, eat right there. But the condos are three bedroom, three and a half bath. Everything's included washer and dryer, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, energy electric defenses, appliances right there, internet and direct TV. Uh, come with the rent there. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, easy access to the river wall, gated community right there. You're also close to downtown Tuscaloosa, just right across the bridge. Five minutes to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Location, location, location. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get one month free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firsttomaincondos.com. All right, uh, Joe and Dad, I know Joe's a big Chicago Bear fan, so they ended up now with the number one pick. Joe, put your little GM hat on now. Are you okay with Justin Fields? Or do you want to trade Justin Fields and take the one Bryce 
Young, what are you doing? I'm trading the pick, and I'm taking uh, as much defensive help as I can. I'm keeping Justin Fields and using the draft to get as many weapons as possible for him. So you're not trading Justin Fields. You're keeping Justin Fields and trading the pick. Yes, I'm keeping Justin Fields. Dad, if you had the number one pick, would you figure out a way to get Bryce Young? Not necessarily. I was I was really be darn sure I studied it and figured out which one of those two was the best and decide that because, you know, prejudice gets in the way sometimes. So I would I'd take a hard look to be darn sure I was getting the right one for my team. So uh, We got people melting down. They said they heard Joe and I said that TCU still should have been the college football playoff. Yeah. You're not going to penalize that. Should you penalize TCU for making it to the Big 12 championship game? They lose in overtime. Uh, it's not their fault that USC and right. those guys below them lost. So they're sitting there. Alabama, you're not going to reward them when they're sitting at home with two losses with a game against Texas and went right down to the left. If you say that, the guy that's sending that to us, Joe and Dad, is he saying Michigan should have been in then? Now that we've seen it all played, should Michigan have been in then? Based yeah, on his logic, yeah, I think I think if TCU's left out, then all everybody talks about is good grief. TCU, TCU should have gotten in. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any difference to people. People want to go against uh, you know what what uh, what happens. They're always answering the, your question after after it's, after the fact is over, and that's the way. People are the own shows. They they just you know they have the opinion that people need to be fired because of just you know the guys have done good jobs on both offensive defense for Alabama. I think it didn't didn't win, didn't kick the field goal and so forth. So I just think that you know it's Ohio State, Ohio State, um, uh, Georgia certainly would have been a, a better matchup in the final game because of what what we know happened in the semifinal game. And um, so it's, you just, you, you can't, if these people who say that to you had sons on the TCU game, the TCU team, they would be texting that. Well, it's like, it's the Monday morning quarterbacking. After the games are all played, yeah, we can look back and say, yeah, Alabama, if you must, probably. So nobody's complaining about Michigan being in the Final Four. They were undefeated. Didn't Joe, help me if I'm wrong here, didn't TCU beat Michigan? Oh, they did. Yeah. So why are they not saying Michigan shouldn't have been in now? Great question, Blue Blood Program. We love Michigan. I don't. I, I don't know. I think. I think that you're exactly right, Barry. I mean, if you say that uh, TCU didn't deserve to be in, what you're going to throw USC in? They lost to the you playing the playing the result of the Cotton Bowl. Oh, they lost to Tulane. Of course, they shouldn't be in. You think like, that quarterback for TCU? That last throw he threw in the second quarter and said, hey, give me that throw back. I didn't want to throw that. Give that back to me. That's what these people are doing, right, Dave? Right. Correct. Well, sure. Give me the throwback. I didn't mean to make that throw. No, I want to do that one again. So how you do it? You do it on the field. Each game is on, is one lost on the field, and sometimes things happen to you that that give you a chance to move on, and maybe you're not as good as as you should be when you get to the final game. And they weren't. So all right, let's get to the um, Alabama one hotline. We got about one 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 and a half minute. JD, go, my man. Hey, good morning. Good morning. 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 Well, 
I have one question about the whole thing. I do not think TCU should have been left out. They should not be penalized for playing the extra game. But my question is, why was the only question whether TCU belonged in the title game or not? Uh, honestly, and I know I'm going to catch some flack for this, I don't believe Ohio State belonged in there. You know, yes, they looked good against a Georgia who played the worst game of their year because they walked into the game sleepwalking. If Georgia played the way they did last night against Ohio State, uh, you would have had the same outcome. I think TCU would have beat Ohio State as well. Um, but I, I think you got a question. How do you put precedence of a 22-point loss on your home field over some very close top-ranked losses by minute points, very minute points? I think you could have easily put Alabama or Tennessee or any other number of teams in there over Ohio State. The problem um, is, J.D., is when Southern Cal, Southern Cal was going over Ohio State, they lost. Tennessee was going over Ohio State. South Carolina whipped them. So everybody that was going to go in over Ohio State lost. So Ohio State, the only reason they got in because the people below them, USC and Tennessee and Clemson, losing to South Carolina, didn't do what they were supposed to do. So that they had to put somebody in there, and those teams lost. So they had to leave them in there. That was the only reason they made it. Would you agree to well, that? I can see I, I can agree to that, but I, I also think that if you look at the sheer resume, Alabama starting to play its best football of the season towards the end of the year, uh, and their their two losses are are 18 points less than than Ohio State's blowout of a loss. I, I think there's some legitimate questions to answer there. Yeah, you could say that. Then you could also say, well, you got to go to the last play to beat Texas and Texas A and M. So uh, those, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I hear, I think I agree with everything you said. Ohio State, there was just nobody left to put in. And when people then were saying last night, well, Alabama's the only team that it could beat in Georgia. No, Ohio State should have beaten Georgia. To be quite honest with you, thank you, JD. Thank you. All right, uh, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Go to www.alabama1.org. I've talked about the mortgage. I talk about the car loans. I talk about the credit cards because I have them. And, uh, but the people are what makes Alabama 1 the best. They will sit down with you, find the best solution for all of your needs, make you feel comfortable doing it. So swing by any one of the local branches or go to wwwalabama one. Dot or we appreciate Kevin Skarbinski and Jack Crow uh, joining us this morning. Thank you, Joe Gaither. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson.